Comet in your head. Season two. I love, I love your vibes tonight. I don't even know where to start. I'm so amped. I'm just so amped for this episode. I don't even know what to do with myself. Okay. Welcome back, listeners. This is Morgan. And this is Samantha. And this is AbPod. It is. This is AbPod. Welcome back to Aquarius Behavior. But it's April AbPod. It's a very... Which means it's Titanic time. It is Titanic time. It's a very special flavor. All month. And so this is the second Wednesday in April, but we're actually recording this in February. So Ooh. hello from the not so distant past. Wow. Um, so hello. yeah, I'm hello. so excited for all of April. And like now our listeners know it's our secret right now, but our listeners now know that April is a special Titanic themed month. Mm-hmm. And so now everybody's listen to our first episode hope you enjoyed that and wasn't that great everyone wasn't that fantastic it's super i'm mm-hmm. excited i already told you earlier today that i have already started researching and i know what that episode's gonna be but you don't know i cannot wait but now everybody knows mm-hmm. but i only it was know right now last week but i yeah. don't know now because it's february but it's a secret right now I love that for us. Oh, my gosh. It's really fun. Mm -hmm. So anyways, uh, this has gotten really uh, (laughs) timey-wimey. No, that's what we do. Welcome welcome back to all of our chaotic storytelling. If you stumbled upon us and now we're here, this is it. And we love you. And buckle up because Mm we have at least 12 thoughts about Titanic. Yes. So we are recording this episode in February but it's actually everybody's listening to it right now in April on the second Wednesday, April 12th. OK. And. Ooh, April 12th. April yeah. 12th. Oh, wow. I know. Is so, that day? Oh, wow. Is that a significant day? This is, you know, a significant week for Titanic Month. And so we're recording this early because in the last week, you and I. Both saw Titanic 3D in the theaters because Jimmy Cam was like, hey, my movie Avatar is coming out and I've been working for 300 years on it. And so you know what else I'm going to do is I'm also going to throw in Titanic because it's the 25th anniversary and I would like your money, please. It was Jimmy Cam weekend. I gave him my money. It was a Valentine's Day miracle for both of us. We, our fiancés, took us to Titanic 3D. Yes. Separate, though, it was supposed to be a double date. Mm -hmm. And then it was the weekend that I got the flu. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) And then I had to cancel. that, yep. It was devastated. (laughs) But I got to go a few days later. And so we all ended up going, and then it was fine. So... That's like that's just what we're going to talk about today because you and I have not talked about our experience Mm -mm. yet. It's been because then I went on my vacation to Wisconsin to visit some family, and now we're here and we haven't. It's been like five days, yeah, and we haven't spoken about this, Mm -hmm. and I've been dying to talk about it. And so this is going to be our entire episode today. All we're going to do is this is the Titanic 3D review. Big sound effects. Pew, 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 pew. 
Uh, so yeah, if you have seen Titanic, that's awesome. If not, cool. That's no problem. Buckle up. We're going to go on a journey. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk a lot about that. You're going to understand a lot about the movie Titanic and Titanic yes. in general once we're done with this. Yeah. So it's going to happen. Yeah. I So I need to... I need to take a step back and just talk about as my personal experience of Samantha getting the notification from your fiance that you were even too sick to be able to notify me yourself that you we were going to miss the movie. So Eric had a certain amount of like we had a moment. We truly had a moment for the friendship journey that we were planning on having with our fiancés and it didn't work out. So mm-hmm. I am going mm-hmm. to this movie full well knowing that you are sick in bed, just having a whole separate journey. I experienced Titanic and you're still sick and I can't talk to you about it. And I literally the next day was like, Joel, you got to get Morgan to Titanic. I don't I don't care. Like, like find I know. Time. And that's when I found out go. just how sick you were. He was like, it's I we are going to work on it. But mm-hmm. health is number one. And I said, oh, OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. But if she is well mm-hmm. by the end of the week, get yourself to Titanic because she is going to love it. So, Morgan, my question is, did you like the movie? How was your experience? What was that like for you? I mean, I don't want to be overly dramatic about it. It was a spiritual experience for me. I'm really happy to hear that. There were moments when I had an out-of-body experience. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it was in 3D was also mind-blowing. Like, I gotta say, because I'm not... I don't go to movies very often in the theater. I don't really care And my fiance is somebody who likes to go see action movies in theaters. Like, he wants to go see blockbusters, ones that really matter. But we don't often go see 3D. It's like, whatever. But I did this. And I got to say, Jimmy Cam, he he pulled it off. Like, he came through, okay? Like, there was so much depth. Like, there was a moment um, on the ship and... Billy Zane, who mm-hmm. plays Rose's fiance, yes. Cal, he's like standing um, in a doorway and she's, you know, probably three yards back from him. And then you can also see uh, a- another door behind him and it goes out to their patio. And I'm watching him and he's talking. And then I just noticed the depth and I totally just blocked out what he was saying. And I'm looking through all this and i'm thinking my god it's like i'm on the damn boat and i'm looking around and i'm like look at that plant over there (laughs) and like look Uh at the shadow on the floor over there yes and like it actually did for me for somebody who is a titanic fanatic and i've watched titanic honestly i could say safely 20 times yeah that sounds about right um because it's definitely been once a year And so sometimes it's multiple times a year. Mm -hmm. And so I do notice little things. And that was one of the things. It was just like, oh, my dear God, the depth Mm -hmm. here. And so, okay, I think we should start with you because you saw the movie before I did. Mm -hmm. So tell us about that. I held this this knowledge in my heart for so many days just saying she can't miss it. She can't miss it. 
I I wished you were there like truly for the whole thing but there were so many moments where I literally wanted to like mom arm you like if Mm -hmm. you were in the passenger seat of my vehicle like oh my gosh like do you see because the things that got me because I want to go through the movie a little bit and talk Mm -hmm. about the big stuff yes let's start at the beginning and then we'll end at the end over okay that sounds good yep um however long that takes the amount of detail specifically that I saw in the outfits and jewelry. Mm, yes. <gasps> yes. And in the background of the first class mm. dining scene mm-hmm, with mm-hmm, Leo, mm-hmm. meet me at the clock. Okay. Those were the two big moments where, or those were some moments where I was just like, oh, the because for me, Samantha, my experience was that double VHS. Mm. Holla. And that was, you know, yes. while exciting and epic on the big screen, it's it's journey to VCR and later yeah. to DVD. But still, there's so much atmospheric distortion, especially in those long shot smoky rooms mm-hmm. and just seeing how they went through the footage and cleaned it up. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. I don't know what magic they did behind the scenes. The amount of detail, it was definitely, it reminded me why movie theaters exist because that's the kind of movie that I will be so thankful that not only, you know, I got to see it a couple months after it came out when the hubbub died down, but then it was Mm -hmm. like, okay for me to see, you know, Mm -hmm. vetted it. I'm so thankful that I went as like my adult self because also watching this movie through my adult eyes was a whole different journey as well. I was flooded with emotions. So I I had thoughts the whole time. Just Mm -hmm, it was mm -hmm. a cacophony of feelings. And I left and Eric also, he looked at me at the end and said, you know, that's a pretty good movie. (laughs) I've seen you watch it so many times, but I actually sat down and watched it and in 3D and it cleaned up and everything. That yeah. movie holds up. So those are my overall initial feelings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's dive in, Morgan. Okay, so I have Ooh. comments upon your comments now. So Great comment sandwich. Go. My fiance mm-hmm. also enjoyed the movie more than he thought he was going yeah, to. a surprise attack. Yes, because when we went, he, I was beyond excited and just <laughs> i can just imagine you know the amount of just low-key <sighs> vibrations just tremoring throughout your body. the whole yeah the whole afternoon as i was working i listened to the titanic soundtrack to psych myself up and <laughs> yeah i really set the mood for myself and so I had that whole vibe going on, and then he picks me up, and oh I'm just God. buzzed, oh, <laughs> like, ready God. to go. Yes. And so he, you know, in the car said to me, you know, I just, I, I, I don't know if, like, I am going to love this movie like you love this movie, and I just, I don't want you to be disappointed, and I made it clear to him that he does not need to like Titanic because mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I My best friend is here to like Titanic with me. So I got that. That's what we're doing. You don't need to fulfill that. But I just said the fact that you're here, the fact that you purchased tickets Ugh. to go see my favorite movie yes. in 3D, because many, many years ago, we 
I bought him tickets to go see one of his favorite movies from childhood on the big screen. It was the uh, original animated Transformers movie. Yeah. And so we did that, which like fulfilled a dream of his. Mm -hmm. And so like this was like for me, it was like, oh, my gosh, Joel, it's the movie. And so like he made that happen for me, (laughs) even over sickness. It was like, we're going. Yeah. So I just told him in the car, I said, you know what? Here's the thing. I don't care if you like this movie. I just am so eager for you to have this experience with me because like whether you like it or not, Titanic is just an experience. It is like, you know, one of the last truly epic Hollywood movies before we got into the like superhero CGI era. This and, was and so, so much more practical effect or miniature yes, work as opposed so much to more. CGI over yes. the top. Because they definitely he, use that. But And he literally has footage that is the real fucking Titanic people. Oh, this it's is an, an explicit, explicit episode! <laughs> because I can't. You guys, can, you, can we just like literally fathom this? Okay. Fathom. All right. Fathom this fucking fact. Yeah. Okay, get in there. Is that he, Jimmy Cam, literally went down to the Titanic and filmed for this movie. These are not just miniatures that, like, you could totally make and put in a fish tank. No. Waft some silk towards it. No. He fucking, like, went and got permission from the powers that be. Mm -hmm. And we're like, hey. I want to film here and I'm going to plan X amount of dives and we're going to plot this all out. He did build miniatures so that he could decide where the lighting was going to be because they had to calculate everything so precisely and be like, okay, we've got two subs going down and like this is the one that's going to have the camera and these are going to be the lighting ones and then we'll have this other chandelier light that's going to come all the way down. These are real fucking facts about the movie Titanic people, okay? And so despite what you think... Despite what you whether or not you like this movie, it is a fact that it is a brilliantly made movie. <laughs> Apart from the script, which is definitely subpar, Jimmy Cam insisted on writing his own script. And I respect the purpose of that, that he could say he wrote and directed and produced this movie. He ed- he edited this movie like this is not real. I mean, how can one person have that much energy to do all those things? So that's the thing is I respect the heck out of the fact that he did write the script. Respect the heck. I will also say it is subpar at best. I am getting so hyped up right now that we are talking about Titanic. I am like fully awake. Yeah. Yeah. This is it. This is the episode. So you also just me. like had a cup of coffee and yeah, I'm buzzed, man. We're- this I powered up so powered up okay i that was one of the things because i think that you know what we're jumping in here we go i forgot what my original point was no you were your original point was that yes your original point was that your fiance take it back around oh yeah like why we went and he was in his he actually had he had a good time with it Mm -hmm. and there were parts that i heard him laugh out loud yeah it was great. I was so excited that he was experiencing emotions during the movie. There were parts where I uh, just leaned over to him and I like grabbed his arm or, you know, took his hand. And I just said, 
I just need to hold your hand for this part. And he was like, okay. And then I'm like squeezing him, like wishing my best friend was there. But like, oh, this is really nice. But now my fiance gets to experience this with me. We'll never forget this moment. This is bringing us closer together. You know, and one of the things that I did have, one of the thoughts that I had when I was sitting in the theater next to Eric, because yeah, I think that ultimately... What an experience we both got to have a almost empty movie theater with our fiancés. That was the other thing is that we got the reclining seats in the nice theater and it was almost no one else there. But also, I think we would have been just incorrigible together in the theater together. We would not we would have been a distraction. It would we would have been shushed, I think, by Joel and Eric at least once. I was forced to actually watch the movie because there were also there were (laughs) six other people in this movie. And so that meant that there were three other at least three other Titanic lovers in the vicinity of me, Mm -hmm. which is it's like that's more than double the amount that is usually around me. Yeah. The per capita. Because it's usually you and me. (laughs) And so I was just, first of all, I was like electrified by that, looking around and thinking, wow, there's at least three other people in this room that also love Titanic. Mm -hmm. And they have dragged three people here. (laughs) So So like... It was possible that there were up to six people who loved Titanic mm-hmm. in that room with me. of the room. But I can't be sure. It was uh-huh. at least three people. And it's possible that they, like, dragged somebody with them. So I don't know if those other three people were, like, super willing participants or not. Who knows? They probably but, all had the talk in the car like, you know yes. what? I don't need you to love this movie. I just appreciate you yeah. coming with me and because it was an experience. It's an experience. That's the thing. And these were the kinds of people who brought blankets, which oh, I also professionals. which I also respect because mm-hmm. I'm like, here's the thing. Again, you're here to experience Titanic and you've watched it enough to know that you want to be cozy, which tells me you're a fan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Titanic fans unite. Also, sidestep, bring back intermissions. That's the end of my TED Talk. I really wish that, yeah. I really wish (laughs) that we would do that. Mm -hmm. I would love to have a 15-minute intermission just to get up, stretch my legs. Give me that walk. Go to the bathroom. Yep. Get my life together, gather my whole life. You know. And then sit back down for the last hour and a bit of the movie. Because essentially, especially movies that are, you know, over two hours, this is a whole different conversation. Putting a pin in it, it. but I have a lot of feelings about long movies and a intermission in the middle of Titanic. Hey, Jimmy Cam, when you're listening to this, living in your Mm -hmm, beautiful mm -hmm. space with all of your beautiful thoughts, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. you know, please just, if you would, if you don't mind, um, for the 30th. Just real quick, mm-hmm. if you could do that. Yeah, that or the 35th or 40th. Mm-hmm. I'll accept a 40th anniversary. Yeah. I can, 15 more years, that's fine. Yeah. If you want to do it in 10, I'll be there. Yep, I'll be for there. For sure. I'll be there Um, in the next fourth time, row. Oh, next time, let's go IMAX, okay? <gasps> Full for interactive the next one. experience. Yeah, for the next one. Okay, yeah. 3D in the IMAX. Yeah. We'll treat ourselves. Also, ooh, In 10 or 15 years. Um, Controversial. Mm-hmm. Subtitles. <gasps> I would love, you know what? Mm. That's a great idea because there usually are 
now at theaters shows for yeah, people deaf, who are he- hearing impaired. Yeah, deaf or hard of hearing. And so that would be great. Yeah. Look for one of those because I do miss subtitles. I miss subtitles in I the just, movie. I, also like fancy script. Like That's what know. I'm saying. Just give me it. Anyway, Jimmy Cam, thanks for your work. And now we're going to talk about okay, so many um, things and choices. All right. So then the next thing <laughs> yes. you mentioned was costumes. So mm. I need to touch on that because yep. that was also one of the first things that I noticed. Like uh, the first time I grabbed Joel and was like, I need to hold your hand was in my favorite moment in the movie when we first meet Rose and the car pulls around, she gets out and her hat like does the swoosh. It's the look. And she looks up at the Titanic and, you know, says it doesn't look that big. <laughs> nert, nert. Oh, my God. I love her. Just It's not as big as the Motania or whatever she Never says. Never impressed. Yep. Curl. She's just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I love her. And so... That is my favorite moment. And so it was coming and I just grabbed Joel's hand. I was like, oh, my God, I just need to hold your hand. This is my favorite part of the movie. It's happening right now. It's happening. Oh, my God. (laughs) And so, like, yeah, that I absolutely loved. But the moment that I just got goosebumps everywhere was when Rose is walking down the staircase before the dinner scene Mm -hmm. and she's meeting Jack down there and she's walking down the steps and I could hear the swishing of her beads (gasps) as she's walking down the steps and I've never heard that before and I I teared up Mm -hmm. and I I just looked at Joel and I whispered to him that and I was I was just so freaking excited and I was like holy holy crap like this is to- so worth coming to a theater in and just oh the depth of uh, the sound the sound was worth it was so the beads is such a good example i felt mm-hmm. that i'm jumping in right to the beginning when we're doing the underwater scenes and diving down oh, we yes. start coming With in Brock at the titanic yep we have oh my god we've got to talk about Brock. we <laughs> have talked we need to talk about Brock. love it sorry yep. continue no. please okay so <clears throat> We have to talk about Brock Lovett. We have to talk about the original people who are on the boat because that's the boat that launched the subs in the real life. And the boat that, um, what is it? I always forget the name of the movie. Yes, but the research ship that they're on. Journey to the Titanic, uh, Ghosts of the Abyss. Yep. All that yeah, is. That is the actual research vessel mm-hmm. that does the dives down to the Titanic. Yeah. Like that's just it. And so you were saying that they had to build the models to figure out how they were going to shoot these scenes. And it's because when you go down there, you only have what it's two hours to get down there. I'm just throwing numbers and you're going to correct me. It's like two hours to get down there. And then you only have X amount of time to maneuver both of your submersible robots through your tethered situation. So you need to know one, not only where you're exploring, but if it's a filming day where you're filming, how the subs are approaching, and then what do the shots look like. And you have to do so much planning before you even start executing these underwater dives. Plus, you know, you're two miles underneath the ocean. Tell me what yes. you think about that, Morgan. <laughs> I That's terrifying. It's so. But yeah, you're right. So like the the research vessel that is actually in the movie 
is, is the real one that they use to actually go down and research the Titanic. So that also, it's it's literally just parked in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean over where the Titanic is. Oh, it and just so, stays there? Yeah. <gasps> and so like people who mm-hmm. come like in the movie when Rose is taken out via a helicopter, mm-hmm. that's literally how people get there. I is like you so when people go there, like this it, it, this vessel is huge. It's like a floating hotel and science lab and garage cool. for submersibles cool. essentially. And so like people go and they literally live there. And you're there for weeks. Okay. Like six, eight, ten weeks. Like people are there for a long time. Like a semester. Yeah. It's, yeah. Essentially, it's like a semester that yeah. you get to go there and you just live there. Or an and, Ovester. Or an Ovester. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but so you have to essentially pack up your life to live yeah. on this boat and work on either launching these submersibles, working in the science data lab. So all of the yeah. like science areas and where Rose is telling the story, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all of those, he did it all on the ship. Yeah. It was not a lot of like re or um remaking or duplicating of scenes. It was mm-hmm. like, no, they pulled all of the movie cameras, mm-hmm. parked them on the ship, and they hauled those things all around the ship to get all of those scenes. Right. So that's why... You really have to, like, he had to be precise about how they were filming underwater, how long it was going to take. There's not a large margin for mistakes. No. Because, like, you're out there in the middle of the ocean. You're all staying there. You need to be fed. There's a whole crew. Like, that all costs money. Mm -hmm. So... Wow. Those beginning scenes with submersible, the submersibles underwater, as they were like flipping over the bed frame and as they were like exploring the amount of detail and depth that I could see. And like you're saying, the tiny sounds of like the bubbles and Mm -hmm. like the whirring Mm -hmm. of the propellers and the submersibles and like the the tension. It was I mean, I was looking at um, Brock Lovett's teeth and I was just like. This looks like it was filmed yesterday. It just it does not look the the resolution. I've just been staring at a VHS tape and then a DVD mm-hmm. for how many years? I just mm-hmm. I truly forgot how much just and once we get into the artistry of Ooh, so oh my just God. so many things. So just the clarity of that was outstanding. Mm-hmm. And then it's like we were doing it and it's like I had tingles all over my body and then we were in. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it was happening, and then, like, they were finding the um, safe and, like, opening it. And I'm just like, I remember the feelings that I had the first time that I watched this movie in a theater. And that was another moment where I'm like, I wish Morgan was here. But that's okay, because now we're here. Now we get to talk about it, and this is how yes. it was meant to happen. <laughs> and it was meant to happen this way, yeah. and... <laughs> Yeah. So tell me more about some of the things in the beginning that really made you feel like you had to yell uh, just about things. Okay. So seeing the propellers of the Titanic start up in the water Mm -hmm. as she's launching. Yeah. That was incredible because seeing it in 3D, it was exciting for me because it was like they were right there. Mm -hmm. And uh, the sound, just the booming sound in the theater. Oh, it was lovely. Like, wow, this is how I meant to see this. Yeah. And not on my 24-inch tube TV. Yeah, where you have I'm to switch halfway years through. years old. 
What do they do? The break is in between the scene where um the jacket and locket are reported stolen. And uh, like yes. that's where the break in the DVD was. And it's always just such an awkward part. Like, all right, guys, I guess here's our weird intermission. But mm-hmm. just the sound formatting and like, yeah, the depth, the the moments that I don't know, did they just like redo just the whole yeah. thing? Like how just did they just remaster the I, whole thing? It must have been. <sighs> because here's the thing. I know that Jimmy Cam does not like revamp effects. So that's the one thing like what's on the screen like that is what it was mm-hmm. in 1997 when he released. And so I've read articles comparing his movies with George Lucas's because George Lucas does every time there's like a remastered or new edition of Star Wars, he will redo graphics. And mm-hmm. so like you cannot find a version of Star Wars that was on the VHS. Yep. Like, unless you, you have go, the VHS. Unless you have the mm-hmm. VHS. Because yeah. he does not make that in DVD or Blu-ray form. So things are always updated. There are scenes that are changed. Uh, Jimmy Camp does not do that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't believe in that. And he yeah. just says, like, there was an interview I watched with him once, and he's talking about a color of a door in a specific part of the Titanic and how research now at this point in the 2020s, we know that it is a different color than what it was believed to be when he made the movie. So Mm -hmm. he's like, now this is not historically accurate, even though we thought it was, but he, he mentioned, I'm never going to change it. Like, even though we know now, because this movie needs to stand as a representation of what the finest cinema was at the time and like what our capabilities were like this is a time capsule benchmark exactly so beautiful i love that interesting and so that is for for me what also made it fun like knowing that that's what made it fun for me to go see it in the theater because there were times when now 25 years later it really sticks out to me what parts are CGI. Like when they're doing, um, you know, the broader. The long shot with the, the people walking. Shots, yes. And, on the deck. And they all look like tiny yes. ants, but they're all moving at about the same rate. Yes. And, and it's so, it looks like The Sims. Yep. It does or look something. like The Sims. Huh? And so like that brought delight to me because mm-hmm. I could, I could so clearly see the difference between what was CGI from 1997 and what was a life-size model that he made because Titanic also there like had, they basically remade the Titanic and it was on a ginormous lot (laughs) that they had to rebuild it because also he wanted all of the scenes to be real when people are walking. He wanted people to be able to walk around the deck and like specifically the part where Rose is trying to find Jack in the lower decks when the Titanic starts sinking and he's handcuffed to one of the pipes. Yeah. Like, that is all a real set because he needed her to be able to run around and in flood this it with water environment and, and flood it with water. Like, yeah. everything was actually flooded. And so that, again, for me, is just the part where, like, okay, this is epic and people just don't make movies like this anymore. Mm. Like, it's a green screen and you've got mats everywhere and people, you know, to be fair, doing the stunts and in harnesses and stuff. It's just, it's a different way to make a movie. That's, you know, that's a different way to make a movie. That's what it is. That's it. And that's, I think, what makes Titanic so 
benchmark for me is because it is such a specific way to make a movie. And I need to talk about this part because one of the things I was telling Eric on the way on the way to the movie, just because I wanted to drop a couple Titana facts his way to get him a little bit stoked. And one of the things that you told me last year I thought was so stinking cool, the scene where they're loading the Titanic, everyone is doing their lice checks, the Duipucators and Cal and all of them arrive with their cars and everything. That whole scene you told me because they only built one side of the Titanic. Mm -hmm. But they needed the Titanic to be pointing the other way. So they filmed and did all of the lettering mm -hmm. in reverse so that they could flip the footage for the actual movie. But everything technically was filmed opposite. Yeah. Who and thinks what? of that? So who all the car of lettering, that? all of the yep. store lettering, everything. I, I That's one of those facts when you tell me I get on a level a little bit stressed out, like a little bit stressed out just from that information, because the amount of galaxy brain, the amount of planning, the amount of contingency thinking and then set design costume design, mm -hmm. double checking, triple checking, like I know that yeah, now you say we can go back and like digitally mess with stuff, but I love that they're like no, we're just going to build everything in reverse and make all the you know, all of the words mirrored and it just the efforts. I, I wish I could see. I wish I could just experience the inside of Jimmy Cam's mind. Yeah, what's that? Like, like I wonder what that looks like and I that's wild. Yeah. Like, I hope, I don't know. I just, like, hope he keeps gracing us with <laughs> updates of Titanic. Well, yeah, that's, I, the thing. that's fine. If he doesn't want to do anything else, just, that's fine. Keep releasing Titanic and, like, make it more immersive for me, please. Yeah, I just want to live up in there. Thanks. The music, the everything. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Did mm -hmm. you ever go, like, okay... This is going to be niche, okay? So if you've ever been to the Mall of America in mm -hmm. Minnesota. Yeah, chaos. Okay, and you know, before it was Nickelodeon Universe, which it is now, it was Camp Snoopy. It was. Which was, again, like <laughs> niche because it was like Charles Schultz is from Minnesota, who is the creator of the Snoopy's comics. And so yeah, it was the Peanuts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so like... It was all Snoopy themed. Mm -hmm. So there for a while was a ride there like in the 90s called the Mystery Mine Ride. And it was like <laughs> it was a big screen, like a movie theater size screen. And there were all of these chairs like these these padded seats that you would sit in and you'd buckle in and then they would move around. And so. It was supposed to be like an immersive uh, movie experience. And, uh -uh. I but did it was not only... know about this. Yeah. What? No, this was a super real okay. thing. So if anybody has ever experienced this and you know what I am talking it's about. The Mystery Mine Ride? The Mystery Mine Ride okay. from Camp Snoopy in Mall of America in the 90s. If you know oh. what I'm talking about, just comment. Okay. <laughs> Whatever this that is means a real to you. Yes. thing. Okay. So and stay with me because this is going to come back around to Titanic. I promise you. Okay. So yeah. This was a ride, and, and it was just like a big movie theater-sized screen, and there was probably, I don't know, maybe six, eight rows of seats, and you would buckle in, and the seats would move. 
So they would vibrate. They would go forward. They could go like they left, tilt right. You. Yep, just tilting. And so the seats would move in a synchronized motion depending on what was on the screen. And the movie would be maybe like me up to like up to five minutes long. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Even less probably. But it, it was the longest be, two and a half minutes of your life. I tried to think because, like, <laughs> I remember I was, like, young, and so I'm just like, my perspective might be, it was maybe, like, 90 seconds, but I thought it was, like, <laughs> I thought it was, like, five minutes because I was so terrified and thought I was going to vomit. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so there was there would be movies, like, it would be a roller coaster or, oh, we're going to be, and there was actually one where you were in, like, an old-timey cart in a mine. Mm. And going on a track and stuff. So I think that, and I'm going to give Jimmy Kim, I'm going to throw him this idea. Okay. You can have this. All right. 30th anniversary. 35th and if you want to do this, I came up with it. This is my intellectual mm-hmm. property right now. Yeah, this is Morgan's idea. So come talk to me if you want to do yeah. this. All Because I'll make reserved. a deal with you. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to work with you on this. We want to support your journey. I think that we should combine that with Titanic. Yeah. Because that's the next step for me Mm -hmm. is like, great, make it 3D, but then also give me synchronized seat motions. Rumblings. Rumblings. Mm -hmm. I mean... You can move me a little bit. I'm okay with that. If there's a little bit of wind when we're king of the oh world, my gosh. yes. Like, oh, like they do that at Disney World. Yeah. yeah. And you can mm. be in things and it's like. So, one of the things. Or like water sprays. Yeah. You. I was going to say, one of the things that I got grossed out by, though, is the water from the back of the seat because it went on my face, in my eyes, and in my mouth. But. Yes. Um, the energy mm-hmm. of that type of the immersive. Spirit of that. The spirit of that immersive experience. I am so here for give okay. me the rumbling mm-hmm. when the iceberg hits the boat yeah like i give want, me, like i will experience that further give me the shudder oh, when jack gosh. and rose are at the back of the titanic mm-hmm. at the top mm-hmm. and it's finally descending into the oceans yep. give me the lull of the rowboats on the water as we're doing some of those scenes make me feel real guilty about being in a rowboat that's how i want to feel i want to feel the wind as we are up in the crow's nest oh smell iceberg i could smell the icebergs (laughs) joel literally okay so i heard him whisper he looked at me bleeding christ at one point he was just like what the fuck like why aren't they watching and i leaned over and i said because he can smell the icebergs he doesn't need to watch and he just rolls his eyes (laughs) he refuses oh my god (laughs) yeah right (laughs) okay no now i'm just on a roll of naming Uh, more scenes that i want an immersive experience with um we can't have a corset moment um because that would be too restrictive in the movie theater but like (sighs) rose the other scene that got me because you were talking about how they built the under part. If you haven't seen Titanic, I'm really sorry. But also, I'm completely not sorry continuing. So when they built the under part that they could flood with water and without. Yeah. And when she's going for the axe 
and it has to grab the axe and then she's in her big coat. Oh my gosh, the movie about coats, the movie Ugh, about fashion. Waiting, Put a step in that water with her coat. Yes. Oh my gosh, everything looks so yes. heavy. And then she, like the water gets so high that she then is kind of floating and then she's having to grip her arm up on the pipes yes. and like yes. pull herself through the water. And like, I just had as a woman in my mid 30s that like, a Rose DeWipucator, like, tits of steel moment. Like, the amount of just oomph and chutzpah and, like, choices and, like, choosing her own destiny and going back for her person. I just, I had a moment watching that scene because I did feel like I was sitting in the water with mm-hmm. Rose mm-hmm. watching her work her way towards me as the door that is between her and Jack. I, yes. I, uh, uh. Hey, Abpod listeners. Hope you're feeling groovy and this episode is bringing a slice of nice to your day. Did you know you could follow AquariusBehavior.pod on Instagram to see weekly episode updates and behind the scenes podcast pictures? Yeah, it's true. You can also email the show at AquariusBehavior.pod at gmail.com to share your friendship stories or suggest a segment. Stay hydrated, buddies. Now on with the show. Are we back? We are back. We're cool. back recording. Okay, We're so- back from intermission because <clears throat> like the two disc, v- the two tape VHS, those are mm, not discs. The two tape VHS podcast. We also our <laughs> podcast has an intermission. That was terrible. No, no, no. the we the, we know we just the, that and that was bad. No, um, I'm going for it. The double VHS tape that is our podcast needed an intermission. Yeah, and now we're back. I've got. I got myself some squeaky curds. Oh, perfect. I'm ready to keep talking about Titanic, yeah. and I'm not sorry if you hear me. Uh, chomping on my squeaky curds. No, ASMR podcast. This is an explicit. This is an ASMR podcast. ASMR podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I was just yelling before we took our break. Uh, just about Rose going through those flooded like sets and the amount of recreating and attention to detail that I know that they had to do just even to make the sets for them to do the movie on. Mm -hmm. The amount of construction, the amount of research, the amount of like, I watched something once upon a time on a YouTube or whatever, or a movie with you, but he's talking about how uh, it is, it's like Ghosts of the Abyss or something, but he's talking about how now we know that the telegraph office looks different than the way that the boxes are arranged in the movie. And the fact that the meticulousness is there and we know that now and that that kind of bugs him. That's one of the things where I'm like, I wonder what details he laid awake about. Like, I wonder what things really like. Yeah. Like a test of time bugs him. But also I respect the not wanting to touch it and not wanting to edit it. Yeah. Because it's also it's just a, a moment in history. Yeah. It's just a moment. Mm hmm. And that's all. Boom. Well, that's it. I don't have any other Jimmy Titanic Cam. thoughts. <laughs> I don't have any other Titanic thoughts. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> um, okay. So, okay. No, no, no. Can we go back to the, the Rose thing, though? Because I also have a tight, uh, a thing to say about that. Mm-hmm. I need I need to build off of that. Yeah. Because 
I appreciate and love that you brought that up because that was that whole water scene when she's looking for Jack at the beginning of the sinking and he's, you know, handcuffed to the pipe. That is a physically intense scene. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. My heart was pounding during these scenes. Yes. And here's the thing. Okay. I grew up in my youth. I was a competitive swimmer. Oh. And so, as someone who swam, are you a swammer? I'm a swammer, okay? And I grew up in a swimming family. My brother swam competitively into college. My dad is, you know, a a coach, an award-winning coach Mm -hmm. for high school level. And so, like, we're a swim family. Yeah. So I think about swimming, and I'm just like, yeah, that's rough. I understand That's water resistance, resistance. Yeah. resistance right and there. the cold and the effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so because there's nothing colder than jumping into the pool at 7 a.m. for morning outdoor practice and the water. Is oh, my rigid. spine just clenched. And it's like, no. And <sighs> you can see like the steam rising from the water because the air is just so cold and dewy anyways you can't quite believe you're there but also (sighs) you're you're darn there there and you're gonna get in that water out shout out to my swimmers and my swammers if you know what i'm talking about (laughs) if you have swam at any time and so okay but the whole point that i'm trying to make is like let's think about who rose to whip you cater is okay Mm -hmm. so in the movie kate winslet the actress is 19 years old whilst filming Titanic, okay? Mm-hmm. Rose DeWitt Bucator, the character, is supposed to be 17 years old in the film. So we have a 17-year-old teenage woman, okay, who has been brought up in upper-class England in finishing schools, mm-hmm. learning things like, you know, she probably, she knows French for sure, but she grew up learning about the arts and learning how to speak multiple languages. And is it Philadelphia high society that yeah. their family is a part of? Reading and learning what kind of fork to use. Yeah. And so yeah. that, she was not in gym class every week. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Like, you know, and, and Jack says it at one point where, you know, like, oh, you just kind of look like an indoor girl. <laughs> You know, I identify with that so hard. She's clearly not outdoorsy. Mm -mm. You know, she does not know how to swim, which is also why Jack is so insistent about giving her um, his life jacket because she does not know how to swim. And he knows that. And he grew up in Wisconsin and he's fallen through the ice before and knows how to swim. So he's just like, hey, I will figure it the fuck out. But like, you will absolutely drown. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) You're going to go straight to the bottom. (laughs) That damn engagement ring. That's right. Straight to the bottom. (laughs) And so, anywho. So, that, just, the swimming, the the knowledge, the society. Like, that was so fucking hard for her. Mm -hmm. Not only because it's challenging just to, like, be wading through the water with a giant coat, but she does not have the muscle yeah. developed for this kind of task. Do and she's think- up there just like, what a fucking gladiator. Yeah. I mean, for real. Yeah. She's wading around in frigid cold. This is like below freezing or like freezing temperature Ugh. kind of water. It's probably maybe like 
I don't know, like 27 degrees Fahrenheit, maybe. Fact check me. Put it in the comments. Yeah. I I don't know how cold it was, but the whole time I'm watching those scenes, I'm like, Uh it's literally like polar plunge energy just constantly. And once you're wet Mm -hmm. and once you're wet and cold Mm. and then you're wet and cold hair and still hair in the cold and then you get wet Mm. and into the water again and then you're back out and then you have another layer and then that gets soaked. It's just the amount of cold, wet hypothermia energy that I was so aware of. I don't know if for our immersive experience in five years, they can drop the temperature in the movie theater to safely um, immerse us, but I'm interested. Bring your fucking coat. Yep. (laughs) Bring your fucking coat. Bring your coat. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) it's the experience, people. Okay. Morgan, it's an experience of a lifetime. If you can't handle it, don't go. <laughs> yep. But don't prevent the rest of us from this, okay? I want to watch Titanic and be chilly. Come talk to me. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Morgan idea. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Also, that reminds me, so the scenes mm-hmm. when they're in the water. Yeah. When we watched the commentary last year, mm-hmm. I learned that the frozen bits in their hair were wax. Wax. Yep. I learned that from the commentary last year. Yeah. And so this year, seeing it on the big screen, I marveled at it even longer and just thought, wow, it looks like it's frozen bits. It was so. I know it's just wax. It was so real, though. Like movie magic. That was movie magic. I felt the loneliness as we like zoomed in on everyone who was in the in the water at that point. And like, yeah, how just. The uh, the amount of like um what's it called extras the amount of extras and secondary characters and you know tertiary characters and everything and just how they all just I felt so much more connected to the human experience watching it in three D and like seeing it so clearly the scene right after Titanic goes under the water and Rose pops up and the camera pans. <gasps> Out, oh and yes! You see the sea of people in the water. That scene on the big screen was mind blowing. It was just, oh my gosh, it was sickening. Yeah, and it was marvelous. And that too, like if you've ever seen Gone with the Wind, mm-hmm. that scene was modeled after the scene in Gone with the Wind when. Scarlet goes to find the doctor. Melanie is in, is in labor. And so she goes to try to get the doctor. And it's she, the middle of the Civil War. It's like, yep, the middle of the Civil War. Um, well, towards the end, the Yankees are coming. And um, she comes to the makeshift hospital. And the camera pans out. And you just see. She's asking for the doctor. As far as the eye can see, it's just these soldiers just in agony dying all around her and so and there's not enough people and there's just there's no one to take care of them like it's just absolute chaos and agony and so that scene is modeled after the scene from gone with the wind and you can like whoa seeing that on the big screen was significant and you know be and, and and actually seeing the scope of that 
and realizing that, oh my gosh, there was, that was a set and there were that many people, there were that many actors in the water and the scope of that scene to get the impression we were able to experience of like how close it may have been to be there. So again, I think that was extraordinary and really served a purpose at the time that the movie was made. Yeah. It's it's also when you you're don't make things it like that anymore. For the first time, you don't even quite have time to grasp what you're seeing before you're being overloaded. I've seen this movie so many times and my heart was beating in the theater. I was entrapsulated. It was just I was taken to another dimension of observation and awareness. And because we've seen this movie so many times, the amount of detail and like looking into the corners of the scenes and noticing the little secret moments and just all of the things that it's like James Cameron is just right off screen doing the thing with the vision and directing all of these people to okay one two three and it's 2 a.m and you're in the water and the Titanic just sank go mm-hmm. oh my gosh just the amount of emotion that I could feel through the movie even now in 2023 transcends mm-hmm. 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 Take a second. Mm-hmm. Live your life. I'm eating, I'm eating cheese right now. I just don't want to stop. Yep. So 100%. Mm. A little ASMR. I'm just overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> Those overwhelmed. are the sounds. The smooth sounds of squeaky cheese. Yeah. There's a market for that somewhere, Morgan. I'm just stressed out. Like, I'm my whole... Like, I'm gripping my knee. I just, this was such a, like, visceral experience. That's what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Okay. So, the last, no, no, no. Okay. I've got two last things that I really need to talk about regarding the Titanic. Okay. The Titanic rewatch in the theater. All right. First one. I need to talk about the character Brock Lovett, okay? Because the first thing that my fiance said to me- Brock Lovett. First thing he said (laughs) to me after that movie when we got in the car and I asked him, okay, like, what was memorable to you? Like, what are your comments? What do you want to share? And the first thing he said was, what the fuck was up with that guy? (laughs) (laughs) And that makes you my new best friend. (laughs) I love him. Like- the whole opening scene for yeah. me, the worst dialogue in the whole movie for me is in the very beginning because in that it's just painful because it's so cheesy and I understand that it's meant to be a little cheesy because we have to see right away that these guys just do not have any empathy for the situation. She's and, a very old and again, goddamn liar. Correct. Like, <laughs> and just the way that, like, he always says boss. Like, are you seeing this boss? <laughs> I'm like, what are you? Like, are you like, yes. Let me get my Tommy gun. Like, oh. we gotta go shoot him up. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> what are you, dude? I, don't, I can't. And so, again, Jimmy Cam, 
this is why they didn't win best original screenplay. You know, really. But like, this is why, okay? Do you think that there's an empty spot in his display case for that award that just did? No, and that's the thing, too. It was a personal project. He got like, cheers. He got a B minus on script writing. And you know what? That's fair. It's passing grade. Well, and, you know, so much of those things, I was reading once upon a time that like, he was kind of okay with people improvising sometimes if it felt right. That's great. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Did you, Thanks. I did hope you that, know that he trusted his actors and just yeah. let them do stuff. That's, I like that. That's nice. One thing that I heard, Morgan, what did you hear? Do you know did this? You hear, did you hear a Hollywood rumor? I know a Titanic fact. Tell me. Tell okay. me now. Tell so me now. rumors, Titanic. there are rumors. So one of the things, there were a couple times when the actors improvised, but one that was improvised that when Rose was being held by Cal on the deck of the Titanic, somehow like she was supposed to like stick him with a hat pin to get away. But instead, Kate Winslet, using her beautiful brain, is like, I'm going to hawk a loogie oh, no. in his face. And so the shock oh, that no. you see on Billy Zane's face. He wasn't expecting it. He was not expecting Ew. it. And <laughs> I know. And so there, there are some <laughs> levels of things. And then um, the other example I think that I saw whenever it was, um, oh, the... When he flips the table in the mezzanine scene Mm -hmm. of that whole thing. And it was like James Cameron was like, you know, just go through the table. And that was like his interpretation because he's like, I would never just flip a table with all of these beautiful things on it. I would never just Mm -hmm. do that without seeing what was going on. But it called for it and we were prepared and we were able to do that. And it made the scene make so much more sense with especially, I mean, we can't, I don't know, deleted scenes. But that storyline makes so much more sense with him flipping the table and Trudy running Mm -hmm. over to help Mm -hmm. and Rose hyperventilating on the floor and trying to apologize. Oh my God, the moment with her and Trudy (sighs) and just the understanding of like, no. We had an accident. Rose is allowed to just take a breath. Like and truly. have a moment, Ugh. and Trudy just keeps her confidence. Oh. True, oh, Trudy. human moments too. Like the 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 Rose Duipucator as a character, and the moments where she makes choices, like um the scene when Mister Andrews is they've now hit the iceberg, and she's like Mister Andrews. I can see it in your eyes. Is the ship going to sink? I know that there isn't enough lifeboats. And like just the moments of her like beautiful face understanding and journeys that they go on. And then those moments of like, I truly was able to like see their expressions when they're like, you know, are you serious? The ship can't sink. It's like she made she's made of iron. <laughs> I assure you she can. She will. And then when they're like two hours and I'm just I'm sitting there in the theater like I have never been so stressed sitting in a movie that I have seen so many times. Like we know exactly what's going to happen. I the know what's going to happen. Sink. You know, it's really sad when the boat sinks. It's too bad. Mm-hmm. It's too mm-hmm. bad. And I wish every time that the boat doesn't sink. But I'm pretty sure that no matter how many times we watch that movie, the boat is going to continue to sink. And I'm going to every time be like, but what if? What if he smells ice this time, Morgan? What what if we're able to just smell ice and 
you know, pull her hard to starboard. Oh, the scene with them all running around under the decks to like get the boat stopped and then put into reverse and hold and trying to hold it and steer that and the tension that was built during that scene and all of the big machinery and mechanics that and how far yep. you could see into the depths of those scenes too. The boiler room all scenes the for me. Boiler room scenes. Just really um all the machinery that was another stunning part of the movie for me yeah and the 3d really showed like the work really showed there yeah like the depth of those boiler rooms and the the grandeur of that machinery <sighs> again that's like how we were meant to see this movie uh. And in 10 to 15 years, I want seats that vibrate mm -hmm. and steam that, like, Ooh. you know, goes across in my face, okay? Yeah, when we're running through the boiler room with Jack, I want there to be, like, a light, steamy face mm -hmm. massage Absolutely. situation. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Jimmy Cam, work on it. Okay? Ooh. We're here to back you, buddy. To the stars. Mm. I mm. can't. Mm. I can't with this movie, Morgan. No. I'm sitting here just not being able to with this movie with you, and I'm so... Mm thrilled that we got to see it in 3D. Some of the other parts that made me have feelings were all the Molly Brown bits, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. the dinner first class dinner scene with Leo and being able to see the detail of the food because also on the VHS it's a little bit of a cropped shot and so it was also the mm -hmm. movie theater mm -hmm. shot, movie theater angle. Yeah, widescreen man. See everything on the back wall. I could see what people at the other tables were wearing. And because I had seen it so many times, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's like a feast for my eyes. I'm trying to eat up everything else that's happening on the other tables and seeing, oh, actually, oh, look, that couple is just right there. And they are only shown like, you know, one other time. But look, the intention of this. Yeah, they did sit there. We know that that was like their table on the Titanic. Mm -hmm. And that's where they sat. It, yeah. And his use of the minor characters that you see them multiple times throughout the film. Yes. And so, and that's something too, it took me a couple times watching the movie to realize like, oh, I'm seeing this little girl with the curly hair and the big bow multiple times at the ship launch. She has one line. I'm seeing her playing on the deck. I'm seeing her at the dance. Cora. Jack. Mm -hmm. Cora. Mm -hmm. And she's finally named. And then, you know, you see these people throughout the movie. And so it's like, subconsciously i'm getting attached to all of these people yes. it's just like it's the subliminal uh caring that i'm being it's just like being implanted into me yeah and then i don't even realize it until the ship starts sinking and i'm like oh my gosh rose and jack are here but oh oh no like there's fabrizio and that was the gal who was dancing with him and like oh there's the baker and like yeah. oh i saw that uh priest earlier talking to those people like on the first day and oh they were boarding and it just makes it the, the like so much more emotional when that's happening just 15 things flew yes. through my mind yeah exactly it's the <gasps> the um what is it uh isidore um Oh, yes, the people who owned Macy's. Yes. Yes. And the she scene says, where they're cuddling. But they're cuddling in bed. And like then the mom the water is all rushes up to them. saying <laughs> the Irish um, story of. <sighs> with her two kids. Yeah, with her with two kids. Hair. And, sh and they were all happy. And I'm just sitting there like. Ah. And then when the artwork 
just their cabin is flooded and then like the monets start floating across the screen and like Mm -hmm. the juxtaposition of like the just the utter destruction of these spaces and the beauty of the paintings being in this cataclysmic i Mm-hmm. the dome it's mm-hmm. the detail the detail of like, 3d and it definitely what delights me about it is the fact that there is really obvious symbolism in there like you're saying you know there's the paintings and the monets that are starting to float and then we go to the the dome on the staircase and there's, you know, a, there's woman. a woman floating yeah. which we actually know now that like the dome popped off once they got down I don't know if we knew that when the movie was happening, but we do know that now and the dome popped off and the staircase floated away. Um, And the staircase popped out or eroded because it was made of wood. And so the mahogany or whatever it was made out of has not survived. The staircase is not actually there in the Titanic and it does not exist because, yeah, it like fully popped off. That glass popped out. The staircase floated up. Mm -hmm. Anywho. But that scene... Of the woman floating is haunting, and it's and and haunting it is, and and you know again, very obvious symbolism. But that's another thing for me that makes it an epic movie is that Jimmy Cam said, "Hey, I'm gonna take all of these classic movie tropes and uh, cinematography." Uh, things <laughs> and I'm going to put them all in this movie. I'm going to put them on a boat. And then I'm also going to do something that like no one's ever done before. Yeah. I'm going all the way down to the Titanic and you know he took and he took something like there's been Titanic movies throughout history. The first one being made in the the 1910s literally a month after the titanic sunk like just poor taste with 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 a survivor of the titanic this is a real thing nuts look it up google this this is real this is this is a real fact okay a month after a month afterwards (gasps) she was already a movie star and she was on the titanic she survived the sinking and then a month later the first movie about the sinking of the titanic was released and she was the star of it I cannot. I can't even. Can I we talk about PTSD? I know we can't. It's just <laughs> unbelievable. Oh, so, anyways, vomit forever. So yeah. So there's been like tons of Titanic movies. There's been miniseries, uh, whatever. And so yeah, Jimmy Cam to be like, yo, I'm gonna take this topic. The lots of people have been done. We all know it. This is like, you know, a staple of human history. And. I'm just going to throw a, some of this movie magic in there and mix it with some of this. But then I'm also going to put my own spin on it. I'm going to surprise you. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. <laughs> That's like what I feel like, you know, uh, when, <laughs> when James Cameron like has to go talk to other producers. and They're, they're just like, all right, Jimmy, what do you want to do? And he's just like, I'm just going to throw some magic. Some oh, one, magic two, in three, here, four. And, and then here and then jazz hands. And like, and like money 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 and yeah effect 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 isn't the way that he pitched titanic (laughs) to the people was like all right romeo and juliet but on the titanic and they're like a really big we love it yep yep there's a really big boat (laughs) a really big boat it's huge yep wow well this is like this has been super satisfying and 
And I, again, just was waiting multiple days to talk to you about Titanic. Mm -hmm. And it did not just altogether. It didn't disappoint. And, and, you know, as a Titanic lover, as an appreciator of as a the Titanic film, Titanic connoisseur, I feel like I am a bit. Yeah, yeah. And and it was it was satisfying for me once in a lifetime, mm-hmm. and pff, I will carry it in my heart forever. <laughs> yeah, you'll never let go. I'll never let go. Well, it's one thing before we do wrap this up, yeah, Morgan. Before because we wrap it up. We we started this uh, afternoon's recording, um, and we started accidentally talking about Titanic just for a hot minute because we both knew that we were going to be recording this today. We're so excited, and we low key said, you know, like I could totally get a Titanic tattoo someday, and then the room was set ablaze because as you said that. I was starting to think of what dramatic scenes, what would a Titanic tattoo look like? And I just have to say that the first one that came to mind Mm -hmm. that really just spoke drama and intrigue Mm -hmm. and beauty um, was first a close-up of the clock with the time, Mm -hmm. but then Mm -hmm. a wide shot of just Mr. Andrews leaning up against the mantle. Just like, oh, yeah, full, full back tattoo, full back piece with just, (laughs) and like maybe the teacup is like mid falling down, like not quite crashing. And it's like the, yep, or like the dishes (laughs) falling, like something that only a Titanic person would know. Like, what's the one shot where like, okay, what's the one shot where it's like it's very niche but like anytime I see those dishes falling I'm like that's from Titanic like anytime that I see that crab in the underground or excuse me underwater footage when there's a crab in the scene I'm like what up crab I'm just thinking like I'm imagining going to a water park (laughs) yes yes yeah paint it for me Morgan Mm -hmm. and you just yeah you've got the back tattoo will you sunscreen my back tattoo Andrews and people I'm just looking at you like, what the fuck is that? Like, I don't even understand. What. I hate it. No, I love this game. Okay, if uh-huh. you if you had to get a back tattoo that was Titanic themed, that was a dramatic scene in Titanic, what would it look like? <gasps> oh, I have another one. It has to take up at least half of your okay, back. Okay. I don't care if it's the lower back. Uh-huh. I don't care if it's the top of your back. I don't care if it's either side of your spine. Yeah. I want to hear what everyone says, but this is another one that I want to throw your way, okay? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the other one? Okay, no, it's a... Why are we talking about this? This is how we're ending this Titanic episode, because okay. it was like we had to talk about tattoos. That's how we started about this. it. This is awful. Um, no, it's not on my list of we, tattoos. No, we are not getting these tattoos, but if I were to get a tattoo... Okay, here we go. It's yeah. not only a back piece, it's a spine tattoo. Ooh, ow. I hate that. And it's of... The crow's nest <sighs> with the two guys up there. Oh my saying, god! <laughs> I can smell <laughs> ice, you know. But then in the background, there's a huge iceberg. Is there are there word bubbles. Is there like, a word bubble yeah, that so, says that? So it'll be um, no. a view of the back of their head. So it's uh. like we're at the captain's <laughs> wheel, looking out inappropriate. towards. <laughs> This is very inappropriate, you guys. But also, no. what majestic Titanic tattoo 
Would you get that only Titanic people would understand? Okay, I'm going to tell you. I have another one. Oh, no. This is such a horrible game. Everybody, everybody shush. Everybody shush. It's my turn. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Stop it. I need you to stop. Shush. Everybody shush. Okay. So the one that I want, Uh I want Rose DeWitt Bucator. And her hat, her big <laughs> fluffy yes. hat, you know, my favorite scene, but it's just like her as she's starting to look up. And so we just see one of her eyes Ooh, and, and her like lips. half of her lips and her nose. And then the hat is there. And this is this is across my upper back. OK, yep. It's across my upper back from shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> the hat brim is from shoulder to shoulder. And, it's just, and it just goes to like her neck and maybe oh. like the top of her like collar, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah, to the top of her shoulders. Yep. Black and white. Okay. Classy. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> okay, I have one. I'm going to get the naked drawing of Rose. No. On my back. <laughs> <laughs> But then, but then it's no! gonna be the hand that is actually James Cameron's yes. sketching the photo. <laughs> it's not even stuff it. It's not even like actually Kate Winslet. It's the drawing, yeah, like the paper, yeah, the, paper. Gonna, like, the paper, the <laughs> paper. So, so it's like sketch, but <laughs> the pencil drawing and then James Cameron's hand. Specifically, on your back. Oh, oh, shoulder blades. Yeah, or like mid, like in that weird rib area that's always just a little bit. I was was laughing too hard. I just, I just want the. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. It's your back. Oh Oh my gosh. Harris never tasted so good. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Man, oxygen is so cool. Ooh. Wow. That was amazing. That was amazing. Do you have any other Ooh. do you have any other Titanic te- I feel like there was another one that you mm. um um Billy Zane. Oh yeah, that was mine. Um, yeah, yes. yeah. So my other one, okay, because this is another thing I noticed watching it on the big screen. Uh-huh. So Billy Zane, um, as Cal, the Rose's horrible fiance. fiance. Um, it's the moment where he grabs the gun from his valet's holster. Yeah, love and Joyce. He chases after Rose and Jack and it's right after Rose has jumped off of the lifeboat and she runs to Jack and he's like, you're so stupid. Why did you do that? She's like, I love you and you jump, I jump. She doesn't say I love you, but she just says, you jump, I jump. Remember? Mm-hmm. And they're so running much. down the and staircase so- and you follow them down yes. the stairs. Yes. And so like, it's the moment he draws the gun and his hair whips around and he's got uh, this gnarly face. Yes. And the murder in his eye. Yeah. And murder. Murder face. Yeah. And so that right there and I looked at him and I was like oh my god I want to watch this action film yeah. like <laughs> yes yes <what? laughs> Billy Zane yeah I'll watch Billy Zane chase a yeah. couple off like down five flights of stairs correct that was a gorgeous scene yeah. too just the artistry of that so scene. I want that oh, yes. but that one's that's like on my low back on the hip okay and so it's like the you know it, it kind of goes onto my hip. Mm-hmm. So it, it's sort of like a secret and you can see a little bit of it. Yeah. 
if I bend over and I'm like picking something up and my shirt goes up and Billy you're like, Zane's eyebrow is <laughs> just like, out there a little it's like his eyebrow and you're like what but it doesn't make sense right away I'll recognize those eyebrows anywhere let me yeah. tell you the the propeller when after when everyone is standing there and um he they're like uh thanks for saving Rose Thanks for saving her off the back of the boat. Really appreciate it. Way to go. And the, here's 20 bucks yeah, for saving my fiance. Here's 20. Yeah, it's a, a 20 should do it or something. And just the when Rose is like the 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 the, the 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 propellers and like the eye roll oh gosh, that Billy Zane does in yeah. that moment. Just little things that I didn't pick up on as like a young child seeing this movie for the first time. It was just like. I did not see the subtle nuances Mm-mm. of adult Mm-mm. facial communication. And yes. also, I didn't understand all of the things that were happening. The first time I saw it, when Lovejoy plants the necklace into uh, Jack's pocket, mm-hmm. and then the, you know, it's not your pocket, this was reported stolen, and yep. then all of the insinuation things, mm-hmm. and then perhaps mm-hmm. you were doing it when you were putting your clothes back on, that <gasps> all went Rude. over my head when yep. I was younger. Yep. Yep. And now just the layers of energy that are happening in that room, and like her mother is standing there, and like mm-hmm. witnessing all of this, as we've talked about in previous episodes, impertinence, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. of this inappropriate behavior. And now she's holding hands with the boy downstairs. Uh, it was just I, there were just so many layers of appreciation and feelings that I had. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of feelings we've delineated from the back tattoos. Mm-hmm. I love Bill- Billy no, Zane. But it's fine. Joel said the same <sighs> thing, though. Uh, he, he, he said the same thing you did. In regards to there were lots of jokes or uh, insinuations where he didn't notice that the first time he saw it. And he, I also learned this, he told me he saw this five times in the theaters. Because he worked at the movie theater. Because he worked at the movie theater at the (gasps) Mm -hmm. time. And so he worked at a movie theater in high school. And so he's like, yeah, I probably saw that five times in the theaters. And then he did not remember the last time he actually watched it wow and like sat through it at home or something yeah and so there were parts he left one part in particular was when they're at dinner and uh rose is <laughs> talking to ismay yes about freud <laughs> and like are you familiar with Freud's, Dr. Freud's concepts. Preoccupation. preoccupation. Yeah, with the male <laughs> preoccupation on size. That's it. Yeah. And um, and you know, clearly <laughs> insinuating like, hey, do you have do you have a small penis? And is that why you built the Titanic so big? <laughs> Are you compensating? And it just goes right over his head. Yeah. The, I died. And he, that jokes. was one that he like audibly laughed out loud. <laughs> really appreciated. Cause yeah, that's like not something. I understood watching that as a kid. Mm-hmm. And now, in my 30s, funny. I see what you did there. Yeah. The, Clever. The, the <laughs> other one that I noticed that I had a reaction to as well is at the first class dinner. Mm-hmm. This is when I heard Eric go, oh, he made that noise. It was when um, Rose's mom is like, so how do you find this sort of um, passage? Or the, excuse me, Ugh. how do you find... Yes 
the accommodations and steerage oh or gosh. something like that. Ugh, right. And I heard him Eric go like, oh. and it's like watching him, watching Leo act as if Jack is floundering for a moment and then choosing to de- deliver that line, you know, the best I've seen, ma'am, hardly any rats. And the, the side glances that go between the characters at the table, I just, I felt so much more connected to the emotional flow of all of those scenes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, the acting in Titanic, because you earlier mentioned Molly Brown, who's played by Kathy Bates. Oh, and great. she just, Bless. you know, Academy Award winning actress. She does a phenomenal job playing Molly Brown. But uh, Frances Fisher, who plays Ruth DeWip Bucator, yes, her performance is outstanding yes and seeing her on the big screen especially for me the scene where she is lacing up rose's corset and you know telling her hey the money's gone you have to marry this guy otherwise we're gonna be destitute like we've got to sell our things i'm gonna have to work as a seamstress very sad our memories scattered to the winds (laughs) oh my gosh the guilt oh it's terrible but just watching her face. Frances Fisher, she has these micro expressions that are incredible. And that entire scene, just how the the camera is so tight on her face. And watching her, her eyes are just stone cold and focused. She hardly blinks. Her face, everything is tight. It's precise. And she just has these like two lines in her forehead in the Mm. middle of her eyebrow that every now and then just become visible and then they quickly go away. And it's just just the acting. I I mean, I think it's absolutely marvelous. Mm. Frances Fisher, like I she did not get enough recognition for that. Yeah. Um, and, And then the other person, too, is Gloria Stewart, who plays Rose in the 90s. Absolutely incredible. And she yeah. had she had on a ton of makeup to make her look like she was 90. And it, you I always believed that. And I look back now and see like photos of her at the premiere. And she is so she looks Do you have a picture so, pulled up. So let me look at it real quick because I don't um, know what this looks like. I'm going to try to find one. But- OK. <clears throat> I want a tattoo of just the safe. With all of the mud flowing out and onto the deck and like the pile of slop that he pulls out of the underneath bit when they're pulling the deck or pulling the safe onto the deck. I think that'd be a solid back tattoo. Savage. (laughs) I want my entire back, just the texture of Rose's hair, but then the big um, comb barrette just (laughs) like the size of my hand. Okay, so Gloria okay. Stewart, here's a picture of her in the 90s, like when Titanic was wow. filmed. Wow, yeah, so they really did do her a makeup, lot of makeup work with her. I mean, the makeup she did, that was done on her, um, you know, how they did her hair, making it look so much like growing it out. I don't know if it was a wig or what they did. And I like, didn't, couldn't Making tell. it wispy and just like how fragile she looked too. And also her acting. I mean, she, I just so believed she was a hundred years old. Yeah. And yeah, again, underrated, I think, you know, everybody's always looking at the main characters and I know 
a common criticism is Kate and Leo's acting and how like it was kind of cheesy. And you know what? Kate Winslet was 19 years old filming that. Okay. Mm -hmm. A multi million dollar movie that made billions of dollars Mm -hmm. in the hands of a 19 year old person. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. I think Leo was 20. He was 20 or 21. I mean, like, holy shit. Yeah. These children. That's the thing. It's like with those scenes, sometimes people are like, wow, you know, the script is whatever. But also, like, in real life, people aren't that interesting. And, like, Mm -hmm. it's okay for things to just happen and for dialogue to be to the point because we get it as the audience. And thank you for spending Mm -hmm. an extra Mm -hmm. million dollars on the hydraulics mm-hmm. to make the boat break in half. I, yes. You know, I I think that Jimmy Cam wrapping this movie around Rose and her performance, because mm-hmm. the more that I watched this movie, the less I realized that it isn't Jack and Rose both starring in this movie. It is a it story is, about Rose DeWitt Bucator. It is a story is her movie. about Rose DeWitt Bucator. And yes. just because I was hyper fixated as a child on Leo and I just soaked in all of the things, truly there's so many more mm-hmm. things happening in this movie and in Rose's bubble. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay, the scene when he pulls her inside because he stole the coat and they're standing in the gym. Oh, I guess they're in the gymnasium. And like I could actually see like what ridiculous machines that they had to yeah, like the rowing use. machine and the cycles. And once because we've watched the deleted scenes and everything, we understand more of the choice that Rose was doing because in the deleted scenes, we actually see Cal mm. hit Rose and like some other just rough just rough stuff happens and mm-hmm. it pieces together why she was literally going to jump off the back of the boat mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie because i remember watching that that the first time being like oh rose isn't that a little bit of an overreaction Damn, this is dramatic but we actually know that cal no. is not going to be a happy life partner for her and she cannot see peace on the other side of the rainbow that is a deeply abusive situation yeah like deadly abusive situation yeah. and so it's really this character arc of rose stepping onto mm-hmm. the titanic with wearing one hat and literally boarding the carpathia with just a jacket and her life and mm-hmm. nothing else because mm-hmm. she chooses to shed that past and then we see that she lives a full life doing all of the things that she wanted to experience oh my god the montage of the pictures at the end because if you're a titanic fan you're gonna realize that all of those pictures are the things that she and rose said that they were gonna do okay she rides she and jack beach who did i say she and rose oh yeah she and rose and also leo were there (laughs) she had herself talked about it with leo um but yeah she rides on horseback with one leg on each side on the beach. Yeah. Um, she flies in a fucking plane. She flies in an airplane. Like, she what? She's a pilot. She goes on to be an actress. Like, yeah, it's like the glamour headshots and everything. <sighs> and then what Amazing. I part of me had forgotten Morgan because it had been at least six months since I saw it. Mm-hmm. Usually you and I, at by least, the end of the like movie six to nine months are yelling about something or other. And mm-hmm. so I'm not I'm not always focused in on like the last three minutes of the movie and it's the photo overlay looking mm-hmm. over at her face and then we go back. Back to the Titanic. Back to the Titanic. And that sequence, Mm -hmm. it was like I felt like it truly was a 
bow at the top of this present or a cherry on top because we got to see a great example of what that computer CGI and everything, but like the yeah. particles in the ocean and going through and then like it's like we're floating and our spirit is flying or whatever the your the interpretation in is. The, the sunshine comes oh, in and you yeah, see girl. like then the deck furniture mm-hmm. comes back mm-hmm. and then we go in and then we start seeing and then we see Rose's hand and all of the people's faces and we realize that like these are all the characters that we said goodbye to on the Titanic and then like her hand reaches up and it's Leo and just that impactful moment because he could have just ended it with Mm -hmm. you know her dropping it in the ocean fly over her face and then boom Titanic like they did you know Lion King boom Lion King (laughs) but with this it was like as an audience, he takes us away from Titanic in the past. Mm-hmm. We land in this future world. We wrap up Rose's story. But then he's like, you know what? I know where you want to land, though. You want to land back in Titanic. And then he throws the audience back into Titanic so we can just be with those characters. It's like I thought I thought it was over. I thought it was over. And I thought my feelings were safe. I thought I already cried and all my tears. And then we dive back down to the Titanic and he hits me all over again. Yep. And then I end the movie and I cried. I just don't understand why James Cameron wants to see me cry. Just bullying. It's rude. <laughs> it's rude. It just was and I'm it crying just, all over again. A masterful experience. And thank I'm, you. I'm so thankful that Thanks, one, Kim. this worked out for us to both see this movie at this time and for Mm -hmm. us to find out that it was happening in February during the season of love. And it's just like, we have to get ourselves to Titanic because it truly was a full immersive experience. Mm -hmm. It was, I loved it. So thank you. Like, I know we got to wrap this up because I got, I could talk about Titanic for hours longer But it's fine. We have a whole month of Titanic. And so there's two more weeks yeah. where we also will have Titanic themed yeah. episodes. So stay tuned. But I'm I think this it's is leaving me like feeling so great. And like, I feel good. And we can wrap it up now. I love Titanic. I love movie, Titanic. And I love you. Thanks. Thanks, Jimmy wow. Cam. I love you. I love our fiancés for going to see Titanic with us. Love our listeners. You guys, thank you for listening to Titanic. Yeah. Tell, uh, with us yelling about it. <laughs> tell us if you saw Titanic or yes. if you haven't or just what you think about it. If you like it, if you don't like it, what is your experience? What was That's your what first, I'm interested in. What's your first time going to Titanic and what were your takeaways? Tell us everything. And watching it as a person now older mm-hmm. than when you were when it first came out. What are the feelings? All those Ugh. things. Come yell about it with us on the Instagram. And pff, Morgan, I'll never let go. I'll never let go. Love you, friends. <laughs>